My name is Sheriff Rowdy, and I started my day in 1879 in the Dakotas, but this little lady says I am now in 1944 France. She's being chased by these men named Nazis. It's like they got the devil. Well, she needs a good partner, and I'm not one to leave someone to fight evil alone. Get the rip-roaring adventure of Cowboys vs. Nazis at MythMart.com or Amazon. And now, enjoy this free JZO Modcast show. And welcome, welcome to a brand new episode of My Public Life as an American Nerd. I'm your host, Kevin, and joining me today is my son, Elijah. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you? Doing good. A little tired. Pretty excited, though, to talk about what we're going to be talking about because there are some pretty big video game company showcases this past week. So we're not going to hit up everything, but we're going to hit up some of the stuff that we thought was cool. Um, Ubisoft is probably one of our favorite um, game companies. They do a lot yeah. of really cool stuff. They do a lot of great stuff, especially specifically Assassin's Creed franchise, which we love. Mm-hmm. And um, and they're doing some other really, really cool things. Uh, we got word of a new Prince of Persia and some other things that we'll get to in a moment. Um, we're also going to talk about um, this weekend's box office. We're going to um, talk about the... Uh, the the showdown this weekend between um across the spider-verse and transformers rise of the beasts and then we're also going to talk about a showdown in about a month or so a little bit over a month in july and we're of course we're talking about the the gigantic gigantuan showdown between barbie and oppenheimer and we're going to place our bets and um which one we think is going to come out on top which i think it's an obvious answer which one's going to come out on top but you never know. Um, there are detriments to um, one specifically that we'll talk about a little bit that's going to hold it back a little bit from going up against something like Barbie. Um, well, I just gave it away. Um, so, you know, it happens. Um, anyways, before we get to any of that, thank you guys for checking out the show. Thank you guys for listening. Wherever you guys are checking this out, if you could do me a huge, huge, huge favor, make sure to like, subscribe, and share the show. Let's get the show. Let's Again, let's build a community. Let's uh, let's get in front of as many ears as as we can. Um, people love listening to podcasts when they're just driving, when they're just hanging out, and just like when they're working out. People like to listen to podcasts. So, you know, if you have a friend that likes podcasts and like nerdy stuff, be like, hey, here's this guy. He might be pretty cool to listen to. Uh, just uh, send him send him that way, and then uh, send us his way, their way. And who knows, you know, her way, their way. That's why I said their way. Sorry. Um, And who knows, you could uh, help someone discover their new favorite podcast. And if their new favorite podcast is this podcast, that would be awesome. But, you know, no pressure, no pressure. Um, Anyways, uh, let's start out by talking about uh, this weekend's box office. Um, So like I said, uh, we're recording this on the 12th, uh, June 12th. So last weekend, uh across the spider-verse released to theaters and this thing it debuted huge um within its first 10 days of release it beat the entire theatrical run of into the spider-verse which is super super impressive so at this point it's made more than into the spider-verse made in its entire run in theaters which to be fair wasn't very long but um you know and that's just to show, you know, people weren't ready. I don't think people were ready or understood what Across the Spider-Verse was going to be or Into the Spider-Verse was going to be. Um, you know, we had just gotten a new Spider-Man movie. We had just gotten Homecoming. We had Tom Holland now. It's like, why do we have to watch this animated Spider-Man movie? Um, but I'm glad we got it because we did need it. And um, very, very super excited that they exist. 
And this one has become my favorite Spider-Man movie ever. I absolutely love it. I think it's fantastic. And um, we did last week's episode was about we talked about Spider-Verse. So go and listen to that if you want our thoughts and our review of Across Spider-Verse. Um, but this weekend it opened up against um, Transformers Rise of the Beasts. Um, it was kind of a really tight, um, a really tight race. Um as of Sunday, I didn't get the actual numbers today, but as of Sunday, Rise of the Beast was projected to hit 60 million, where in, Across the Spider-Verse was going to hit 55 million. $5 million difference, which in Hollywood terms isn't a whole lot. So, I mean, that's that's actually a pretty, pretty close race right there um, in Hollywood standards go. But overall, Transformers Rise of the Beast has overtaken the box office for now uh what i think is going to happen well it's going to be hard because you have so many movies coming out now like this weekend you have the flash the next weekend you have indiana jones and the dial of destiny um then you go into july and you have movies like oppenheimer you have movies like barbie and then uh mission impossible dead reckoning part one I believe that opens at the end of July. I could be wrong. I have, I can't look that up. It, it, it's July or August. It might be the beginning of August. Um, but all these movies are so stacked on top of one another. Am I missing any big ones that are coming out? That Not to my memory. Okay. Um, are going to continuously take the crown. Like the Flash is going to take it this weekend. My hope, though, is that Spider-Verse overcomes all of that and people go watch it if you haven't watched it yet um because it's just an incredible movie but we'll see what next weekend holds we're gonna have three major titles in theaters we're gonna have across the spider-verse we're gonna have transformers rise of the beast and we're gonna have the flash opening uh so we'll see how all that goes um you excited for the flash yes we're supposed to go watch that friday night i don't know if we're going to but we probably will we'll see we'll see i'm seeing it from michael keaton all right, that's the only reason why I want to watch it. Same, you know, and but, not the actor, but the character. The Ezra punch. Miller of it all is kind of throwing me off a bit, but but I mean, he's a good Barry Allen. Like I think I think he's a fine Barry Allen. Um, I think he captures him well. Yeah, yeah, he's just uh, have some has some issues in real life. I'd say in the real world. Um, Speaking of issues in the real world, listen, I don't like to spread gossip. I don't like to be judge and jury and all of that fun stuff. Um, But the MCU has a villain problem now, huh? Especially for this phase coming up. Um, So, of course, I'm sure, as most of you all are aware, um, Jonathan Majors, who played King, who was supposed to be the next big bad, has undergone some legal troubles, to say the least. Um, He's accused of physical assault. um, And we don't really know. Marvel has been completely... um, quiet on the situation on the matter they haven't announced any they haven't said if they're going to recast or anything but i think at this point it's safe to say they will eventually recast like that just i feel like it just has to happen um and i feel like these allegations are a lot more than just like he said she said um because he's actually i mean he was detained he was put away for a weekend and that just doesn't happen unless there's evidence that something happened. Um, we have that. And then recently over this past weekend, Tanakh Hierta, Hierta, Hierta. I think I said it right. That's the inner Mexican in me coming out. Um, I could do it. I could do it sometimes. Uh, he is now facing unfortunate uh, sexual assault allegations. Um, who he played, uh, he was Namor. No, no mm-hmm. in Black Panther 2, Wakanda Forever. Uh, so... We'll see what happens there. Of course, he's denying it, um, but we will see. I'm in the strong opinion of believing women. Um, But again, I'm not the jury. I'm not the judge. You know, people need to go through these trials to figure out what's going on. But I mean, at this point, even when someone is pointed at as being a predator or whatever the case may be, we have to take it very seriously. you know unless listen i know it's 
innocent until proven guilty, but sometimes it's going to be guilty until proven innocent. So listen, as much as I want for these allegations to be true, I don't believe that they, I, I do believe them. So, um, you know, we'll see what happens. Who knows? But Marvel's going to have to do some. And listen, I understand like, like this is much bigger than Marvel. This is a real life issue that we need to take care of. And I completely get that. Um, but this is a nerd show, right? Like we need to talk about the nerdy stuff and how it's going to affect the stuff that we consume. And I'm not, not in a selfish way or anything like that. It's just facts. Um, so we'll see how it uh, happens. Uh, we'll see what's going to happen. Obviously we know, we don't know a whole lot about what's going to happen. So I'm not Kevin Feige. I don't have Kevin Feige on speed dial, which would be pretty cool though if I did. I know, sadly, um, he'd be on this podcast like every day. We would do a American nerd every day with Kevin Feige if we could. So many questions. I don't think he'd give me many answers though. He was torn to secrecy. He was. He He's was, a Templar. He is a Templar. Who? Hey, who knows these these Disney folks, man? Um. So yeah. So that's that. That's what's coming out of Marvel. I wasn't really going to talk about that, but I can. You know, again, it's in our nerd sphere, so we kind of have to bring it up. Um. So let's actually switch gears. Let's talk about something a little bit more fun. Let's talk about the Ubisoft showcase today, um, or the the other day. Sorry. Um. They announced some pretty cool things. Um. Mm -hmm. The first one. Let's talk about the biggest one, and I think this might be the one that you're most excited about, maybe, or is yeah. that not true? Okay, I figured it was because you're a Star Wars nerd. Um, we're all nerds here. That's why the show's called "A Public Life is American Nerd." It's okay if I call you a nerd on my show because on the show because that's just the way it is. Um, I'm okay if you call me a nerd whenever, right? Oh, and I do all the time. I take um, it as a compliment. So one of the first things they announced, and I think one of the biggest things, one of the things I keep on seeing the most about that people are most excited for is Star Wars Outlaws, which is the very first Star Wars open world RPG. Mm -hmm. um, think, you know, Assassin's Creed, something like that, where you build up your character, you get to visit parts of the, I don't know if it's just going to be based on one planet, but I'd assume if it's going to be an open world Star Wars game. Yeah, we watched the trailer. That's the furthest I got. I know neither one of us watched the gameplay. Have you read anything about it or saw no, anything about well, it? I have seen things about it. Uh, you can go in between planets and it's okay, you have to. Yeah. It's the first game to have seamless hyperspace, like no loading screens or anything. That's really cool. Like you can just go from one planet to another. That's cool. That's a really cool idea. I'm mean, Star Wars is the ideal property for that. And the thing about Star Wars is, listen, I know a lot of people are talking about how it's getting stale, it's getting this or that, but there's so many different stories. And I think what they're going to have to do now is get away from the Skywalker stuff. Right, mm -hmm. like Sky, it started as a Skywalker story. I understand that it's about Luke Skywalker, but Star Wars is such a massive galaxy that you can tell any stories, and I feel like that's what this story is. And even things like, um, oh no, well, Jedi Survivor is like tied to Star Wars, of course, but it takes its own route. Yeah. Right. So like, I like that. I'm really excited for this. Um, I haven't played very many Star Wars games as of late. I haven't played Battlefront 2. Played some Battlefront 2 when we first oh, got yeah. it. But like, um, I think that's it. I didn't play the um, the Jedi one. What are they called? The new Jedi Fallen Order. Jedi Survivor. Fallen Order, Jedi Survivor. Yeah. Um, they look cool, though, and I'm really excited to play them. I will eventually get to them. I'm still playing Breath of the Wild, though. The thing is taking all of my mental energy and strength. What? You said Breath of the Wild. Sorry, Tears of the Kingdom. It's it's old habits die hard. We've had Breath of the Wild for what five years? Like it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Anyways, Tears of the Kingdom is incredible. Um I'm it like, is. I played for like I played over 45 hours and I'm not even like into the story yet. Like I maybe how many hearts do you have? If you don't mind me, I don't even know at the top of my Fair head, enough. but like a good amount, mm -hmm. but like, I just been doing shrines, side missions. Um, I don't even, I haven't even ridden a horse a whole lot. I don't even use the horses that much. Oh. I have. What do you mean? How I like to run around and like explore. I feel like if I'm on a horse, I can't like, Get all the nooks and crannies you know if i walk yeah. across the rock i could pick it up and see if i can find a korok seed or something or rupees 
But if I'm on a horse, I'm just like passing up all that stuff. So I just run or I, um, I have the tendency, especially in, the, in those games, Breath of the Wild, I did it especially where I made sure that I had to open up all the lands before anything else. So I, you know, I made it my mission to get all the, um, like the towers and stuff yeah. to open up the worlds. Um, so that's kind of what I've been doing here. Here, so before I even start the story, I like to make sure that the whole world's opened up. I don't know why it's just like an uh, OCD thing. Like it just looks better on the map. I'm just missing one little section right now. Um, but yeah, just finding shrines along the way, just doing meeting cool little people, like doing side missions, doing side quests, shrine um, quests, a lot of shrine quests. Um, there's so much to do in this game. It's insane. It's insane. So anyways, a little bit off track. We're not talking about Nintendo. We're talking about Ubisoft. Uh, so yeah. So Star Wars Outlaws looks really fun. It looks really cool. Um, and it's got a female protagonist at the center of it, which I think is cool. Kay Vess is her name. Um, yeah, I think that's great. Um, Another thing they announced was Avatar from Tears of Pandora. I've actually been kind of shocked that they haven't made like a really good Avatar game, to be honest. I'm not a huge Avatar fan. I'm not going to lie. Like I love James Cameron and I enjoy the movies fine. But I don't think they were good enough to get a land at Walt Disney World. But that's just me. <laughs> um, but anyways, yeah, they're making a new game. Um all of this uh, information, by the way, I'm just getting from IGN right now. So um, go check that out if you want to read more about it. But Avatar Frontiers of Pandora is coming on December 7, 2023. It's a first-person action adventure that will see players control a Navi trained by the RDA to fight against her own people. Um, but it, she starts to reconnect with their heritage and... You know, that old story, you know, it happens. And it switches to third person while on vehicles and mounts. That's cool. That's really cool. Um, so this one, the next one, I'm actually really excited about because I used to, I, I loved the Prince of Persia franchise. I think Prince of Persia Sands of Time is one of the greatest games of all time. It's so might much fun. I have to play that. What's that? I might have to play that. Yeah, I think there there's announced like a couple years ago they were doing a remake of it, like a brand new for PS5 and stuff, which would be really cool. I just love how you're able to like rewind time and like if you did jump off a cliff, if you fall off a cliff, you could rewind time. Um, but you can only do it so many times. You have to use your little thing. But um, yeah, it's a cool game. Um, let's forget about the movie starring Jake Gyllenhaal as a pr- Persian prince. Um, I didn't even know about that. Yeah, it's on Disney Plus. You might have to watch it just because it just because um but yes it's a 2d uh this one's a 2d uh, metroidvania adventure type game and i love metroidvania games i love metroid metroid dread was one of my favorite games of last year um i love like metroid prime and everything too but metroid dread i love the 2d style i think this could be really really cool uh metroidvania again for those of you who don't know is kind of the idea that your character starts out kind of bare and then as they move along in the story they get equipment that opens up new areas so it just kind of opens up this new map so and you always have to kind of travel back to where you were to open up new areas and stuff in that world with the new um that's like things the that you get. jedi games yeah, yeah. I mean, well, the Jedi games are more of a like a 3D Metroidvania, right? Yeah, so like, like a Neo Metroidvania. Yeah, yeah. So like you have to like you with your upgrades, then you yeah. can go back to certain areas and um open those things and things like that. Um yeah, so that that should be really, really cool. The trailer looks cool. I like the new art style and the new um, style of the prince himself looks really cool. I think uh, the new design of him looks pretty cool. Uh, looks a little bit more like looks a little bit more like bratty teenager, cool, like punky kind of guy, which I'm totally cool with. Um, so let's move on to um, every single other Assassin's Creed game that they mentioned, except for Hexe, which we have still have nothing on, um, which, which is the one I'm for. most excited about. I'm actually but, slightly happy that we got nothing on it. Well, yeah. The only thing that I would have wanted for is a release date or... Oh, that's yeah, all I just want to yeah. I kind of want to know what it's about, though. Just a little bit. Like, I'm kind of curious, like, what point... Is it going to be... Obviously, it's going to have to do with witches. And, like, I wonder if it's going to be, like, in, based in the United States, like, during the Salem witch trials, or if it's going to be another one of the witch 
thing in England or something like that that they have the 17 or Europe, you know. I think an America-based one would be cool. Uh, I'm not trying to be like America, FBI and all that stuff, but I want to see more games kind of based in like Assassin's Creed 3 was really, really cool because like it was a history that I really knew, you know, and you can mm-hmm. gravitate towards and you knew all these With these characters. Colors. Yeah, yeah. And not that like, you know, other historical figures aren't as important, but I think it'd be really cool to get another like United States, especially like a Salem, Massachusetts one where you're like, I think that'd be cool. Or you could do both. You could do Europe and stuff like that. Uh, Anyways, uh, Assassin's Creed Mirage. Uh, So this is so this game is supposedly going to be a return to basics for the franchise focused on stealth. Not as much RPG elements or anything like that, just mostly action-based gaming. Um, and I love this thing here. It says that it's actually a direct combat is a backup to everything else you do. Like this game is going to prove that you can do everything in stealth mode. Um, and oh. that direct combat is actually going to be the the backup to everything else. So if nothing else works, then you could do direct combat. But I don't know how they're going to implement that system, right? But um I'm going to try and prove the opposite. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh the game takes place in 19th century Baghdad and will follow Basim in a tragic coming of age story. Um so yeah, this was a Baghdad-based story, which I think is really, really cool. Uh, I think it is going to be a really fun return to form for the franchise, which is something that I'm kind of looking forward to that return to form. I we've talked about this before, but I, I'm not a huge fan of the I liked Origins a lot. I like Valhalla and I like Odyssey. I think they're fantastic games, but I miss the not linear storytelling because all the Assassin's Creed games generally are somewhat open world mm-hmm. and you could kind of do stuff, but I just don't really care for the RPG stuff, for the building like the up leveling, character, system. leveling system, things like that. I just want to go get cool gear and assassinate people and mess some get through the story, up. mess some stuff up. And and I completely respect what they did with the new ones because uh, Valhalla is huge. Like it's a massive game. Like it's just insane how good the graphics are, how good everything England, is. maybe. Yeah, England, right? Um, but yeah, so I mean, I'm looking forward to this return to form. Can I say something about Mirage real fast? Yeah, please. They are bringing back the smoke bombs and throwing knives. See, that's what I miss. That's what I miss. And even in the the three origins, Odyssey and Valhalla, you're technically not even an assassin. The same could be. You work for the order. Yeah, I know. But like Kenway felt like an assassin, Mm -hmm. though, right? Like the way he moves. And so do these characters to an extent. But like, I just want to be an assassin again. That's all I miss. Um, so Assassin's Creed Nexus oh, is a VR game, actually. Uh, feature a three-pronged story starring a trio of returning characters. You have Ezio from Assassin's Creed 2, Odyssey's uh or Cassandra. Cassandra from Odyssey, and Connor from Assassin's Creed 3. Um well, I can't even say it. Do you want to even attempt his real name? No. <laughs> The game takes Assassin's Creed's classic stealth assassination gameplay and brings it to the first-person perspective where players will still be able to use the hidden blade, sword, smoke, bombs, bow, and more. This game is coming to Meta Quest, Meta Quest 2 and does not yet have a release date. Um, it looks cool. I mean, it sounds cool. Like, I haven't played very many VR games. We don't have a VR headset or anything like Not that. Yet, there at are least. some games I want to try. Like the, there's a, isn't there a Vader one? Yeah, Vader Immortal. Um, Vader Immortal. There's an Exorcist one, which I hear is just scary as all hell. Uh, one of my friends um, was telling me he was trying it and like he was hiding in a corner because like because <laughs> like stuff was trying to come get him. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Like I'll, I'll probably never. I mean, unless I get a VR headset, I want to play one of the. I want to play. Was it Resident Evil Seven? You could play in mm-hmm. VR. Um, God, that'd be terrifying. Oh gosh, imagine village would be so much worse. House Beneviento. House Demi. I would actually pay though to watch your mom and sister play that in VR. <laughs> I'd actually pay to watch you play that in VR. I'd pay, I'm sure you guys would probably pay to watch me play that in VR. Let's get a VR headset. Let's do this. <laughs> do it. I'll play RE7. I'll play Biohazard. Oy vey. 
Um, so uh, the next one is Assassin's Creed codenamed Jade, which is the one that takes place in China. Hmm. Uh, or is it China? Yeah. Um, it's a mobile game. I did not realize it was a mobile game. I thought it was a full. Which one's the one? No, that's not China then. Oh, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure Jade is Tokyo. I mean, not Tokyo, but Japan. Japan. Okay. And in the series, first players can fully customize the appearance of their assassins, including gender, clothes, and more. The game takes place during China's Quin Dynasty between the events of Assassin's Creed Odyssey and Origins, which is cool. Um, but there's no way in heck I'm playing this on my phone. I am. Yeah, we say that though. How many games have you tried started playing on your phone and just never got back to it? Let's be honest here. Well, it depends on if I like it. Yeah, but how how many games have you actually completed on your phone? Not a lot. None. I can tell you none. Because most of the ones that I do play on my Even phone though are they multiplayer. Like, and I get into them too for like a couple weeks. I'm like, yeah, I gotta go feed my bugs or I gotta go do something. That's why I play the idle games. Yeah, I know. All right. Um, so yeah, that's a that's a game coming out mobile. Um, so definitely check that out. Um, the crew motor fest arrives this September. September 14th. This is the third installment in the crew franchise, but it's the first to see the series leave the continental US. Ooh. The crew motor fest takes drivers to Hawaii. Really? <laughs> it says continental US, so it's still part of the <laughs> continent. Where it appears to emulate Forza Horizon. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny. It's like, just, it's still in the U.S. Like, okay. They make a big deal out of saying it's leaving the continental U.S. Take it to Hawaii. And then Hawaii's great. Hawaii's fantastic. It's beautiful there. But like. We have nothing against Hawaii. No. Yeah. In addition to cars, players can expect to control bikes, boats, and aircraft as well. Uh, actually. And crew too. Actually, there is a car thing I want to talk about uh, after we're done talking about this. Don't let me forget. Just say car thing, and I might remember. Say car thing and peacock. That's all I'm going to say. Hmm. Okay. Um, Next, we have Captain Laserhawk, a Blood Dragon remix. Um, It's a new anime coming to Netflix later this year. It's based on Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon expansion. Uh, We got a teaser trailer. Yeah, so there's a teaser trailer for that coming up. Skull and Bones is still in beta. I thought that game was already out and kind of forgotten about, to be honest, but apparently it's still coming out. The Suicide Squad game was. Yeah, but this one just seems like, I feel like I've been hearing about this one since, like, Black Flag. Damn. Since, like, the original release of Black Flag. Like, that's how long I felt like I've been hearing about this for. Um, And then there's... Oh, gosh, this is exciting. I just wish they would do a full-blown remake of Jet Set Radio Future because you have no idea how much fun it is to be on rollerblades in a cel-shaded punk, not even a punk, not even a post-apocalyptic punk world. This is punk in a city like Japan on rollerblades and just spray-painting walls. It kind of reminds me of it reminds me of Sunset Overdrive. Before that's Sunset what I was thinking Overdrive. about, and that's exactly why I love Sunset Overdrive so much because it reminds me of Jet Set again. Radio Future. Um, oh, I know Sunset Overdrive was great, but unfortunately, they're not making games for anyone else but Sony anymore because they are Insomniac. Oh. Insomniac. Insomniac. Yeah. So they did Spider Man and. Uh, speaking of Spider Man, we actually got a. Um, oh, I know the exact prices for this. Spider-Man 2? Yep. So Spider-Man 2 for the PS5 is coming out, do you know when? Uh, sometime this summer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what, what are the prices for it? Normal is, of course, $80. The Deluxe Edition is $90. And then the cha- like the Collectors, mm. which comes with a 20 and like, no. Yeah, 20-inch Venom statue fighting the two that's Spider-Man. Cool. See, that's worth it, though. Is... $240. It might be worth it. Just don't tell your mom. We'll get it. She'll notice $240 missing. <laughs> um, Wait, not if I get it for my own paychecks. Where are you going to get? You don't even have a job right now. Not yet. Um. So uh, actually, let's talk about that real quick because they re- previously announced that uh, obviously we know Venom's in it. We have Spider-Man, Miles. Um, 
but we don't know who they say it, this venom is not eddie brock um say it's someone else completely different origin for venom um and i've heard some theories and stuff who do you think is going to be this and again this is all speculation just have fun with it who would you like to be venom like do you have a specific character or harry osborne do you think harry osborne mm-hmm. okay did you finish the first game no okay. but i know what happens throughout yeah it. yeah so do i yeah um so yeah i'm kind of i think harry osborne would be really cool i think the other theory is that it could be peter parker himself but- turning into venom we see him fighting Venom. Nukes. I know, but that could be like a misdirect, like, you know, as to, sure. and eventually it'll come down to a face-off between Parker and Miles. That is a popular theory. Um, I think, of course, not Craven. No. Well, that's a theory, too. But Craven wouldn't get anything out of it. He would actually prefer to tear the symbiote off of him before he fights. That's true. Um, so anyways, real quick, why I started talking about Jet Set Radio is because Jet Set Radio is having a, um, uh, they re- they're doing a crossover with, um, let's see here, Jet Set Radio crossover, um, 1800 celebrating 25 years on PC and console for Honor Year 7 Season 2 starting on June 15th. Trackmania out on PC, Xbox, and PlayStation. A new planet coming soon to Mario and Rabbid Sparks of Hope. A Roller Champions and Setset Radio crossover. Master Chief and the Air Air Better joining Brawlhalla. Oh, okay. So that they, I don't know what they're doing with that, but any case, I wish they would do something with Jet Set Radio because I think we need more Jet Set Radio in our lives. Um, I haven't played it, so I can't say anything other than I want more Sunset Overdrive. Even if it is for PlayStation. Oh, wow. This is crazy. So um just got news that an actor by the name of Treat Williams, he's an older actor, mm-hmm. he's been in a lot of stuff. He just passed away. He's been involved in a motorcycle accident near his home in Vermont. Um, so this guy, I mean, he's been around for a long time. He started in 1975. He's in uh, Deadly Hero before taking the Eagles landed in 1941, which I love, which is one of Spielberg's best movie. Uh, he's in one of Mommy's favorite shows, Heart of Dixie. Um which he watches over and over again. Um, he's also no, in I'm Deep glad. Rising and The Phantom, Things to Do in Denver When You're Dead, Mulholland Falls, The Deep End of the Ocean, and the Substitute Direct-to-Video franchise. Um, he was also in Miss Congeniality 2, 127 Hours, How 12 Mighty Orphans Reaching for the Moon, What Happened to Vegas, and Dolly Parton's Christmas on the Square. You can't do any better than that. Um that's crazy. He's just one of those guys that like you kind of recognize when you see him and you're like, oh, it's that guy. He's been in all this other stuff. Um, so, yeah. So we got that. Um, so do, uh, Microsoft Microsoft had a one too. The Xbox Game Showcase, they had um, their own thing, which they announced the Star Wars Outlaws at first. Um, well, let's see what we got. We got Fable. There's a new Fable. Um with British comedy legend Richard Aode appearing in the clip for the game, which still doesn't have a release window. Um, I don't know if you've ever played Fable, but it's just mm-hmm. a bunch of fairy tales characters and like a modern setting and stuff like that. And um, Didn't we get stuff for Pinocchio? Pinocchio? Yeah, the Pinocchio game. There's a Pinocchio game? Yeah. You play as Pinocchio and you can either choose to become more human or you can choose to become more puppet we'll get to that in just one second but Sanua saga hellblade 2 is coming out so i played i started playing the first hellblade it's actually really really cool um i love the way so one of the cool things about that game is it actually deals with mental health in a really really cool like she hears voices and stuff mm-hmm. um and uh they're making a second one i still need to finish the first one but um but uh yeah i'm excited for that there's a new um cyberpunk ex- expansion coming out which i was it idris elba was going to be in this one um pinocchio game also real fast the diablo 3 came out and that sparked some controversy wasn't it four yeah i think it's four yeah actually oh so lies of p mm-hmm Eliza uh, P is an upcoming Souls-like 
No, screw that. <laughs> Video game developed by Round 8 Studio and published by Neowitz Games. Uh, it's a South Korean company. Um, yeah, I don't think I'm ready for that. Like, um, that's coming out for PS5 and PS4. <laughs> um i'm gonna play this genesis disney's pinocchio thank you very much i'll stick to that which is almost all those a lot of those super nintendo and genesis nintendo games were almost souls like as far as how hard they were especially aladdin lion king i just can't wait to be king was one of the hardest levels in any video game ever the game is so hard. Um, Liza P, though, it actually looks kind of cool. Um, sounds kind of cool. Like you said, it's um, it's inspired by the classic story of Pinocchio. Um, it's a reimagining of the tale. Pinocchio is trying to find the mysterious Mr. Geppetto. His journey takes him to Krat, a bell es- es- epoch inspired city whose humanity has been lost to madness and killer puppets. Pinocchio must battle for survival using a range of weapons and swappable legion arms with special abilities. He will also encounter non-hostile characters, but but you will have to help him lie to fulfill his dream of becoming human. It's kind of cool. I'm actually down with that. Um, Yeah, except for the Souls-like stuff, man. I'm telling you. I want to play all of I want to break our PS5. I want to play Elden Ring. We still have a lot of games for the PS5 we need to play. Agreed. We need to play Horizon. Mm-hmm. Both of them. Yeah. We need to play... I saw Resident Evil 4 that I put aside, the remake that I put aside for Tears of the Kingdom. Um, what games was I working on on the PS5? Not a lot. Well, Spider-Man I eventually want to get to again, but I think I've like had that spoiled enough to where I'd rather just play the second one and just kind of get sucked into that and not have to deal with no. I think I haven't had much of Miles Morales is one spoiled for me. So I think I want to play that one before the second one comes out. Or That's at least true. Dark too. That's true. I like playing on the Switch a little bit better too, because I kind of have my own little like bubble right there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I don't have to take up the TV and then it's never like awkward. Instead, I'm just quietly awkward with my switch. Yeah, to an extent, I feel the same way. Yeah, with your little baby switch screen. Man, you get an OLED. You talk me down from getting a normal switch, saying that I could also get a game if I got a switch. Oh, well, yeah. So that was kind of the deal. Yeah. So, but you got that. We sold up. You sold. You sold the pop for that. I sold Rex. You sold Rex for your own switch and a video and a game. So, what game did you get? I honestly don't remember. I have so many at this point. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Um, so yeah, there's some cool games coming out, guys. Um, definitely let us know what you guys think. Like I said, we, I know we focus mainly on Ubisoft, but Ubisoft is the one that that I really kind of um, have a gravitation towards, towards, especially with the Assassin's Creed franchise and all that stuff. So Assassin's Creed is amazing. Um, Assassin's Creed is amazing. Um, so yeah, let us know what you guys think. Um, they're also uh, speaking of video games kind of on the same topic and things like that, but it's kind of been, there's a, heavy rumor and it kind of it's a strong heavy rumor and it makes sense why it's a rumor that um uh nintendo and illumination are teaming up for more um movies after the success of the super mario brothers movie they're talking about a uh legend of zelda movie and also a donkey kong um like a donkey kong country movie um i don't know if i'd be able to like handle a full like two-hour movie with Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong, but you know, I wouldn't. Uh, yeah, no, I think that might get a little grating. Um, but um, I'm pretty excited for a Zelda. I think Zelda would be fun as long as they don't take the wrong lessons from Super Mario Brothers and try to put it on Zelda. I think Zelda, Mario does too to an extent, but Zelda, Legend of Zelda deserves to be a little bit darker. Not like obviously oh. not gonna be rated R. Well, obviously. it's going to be like PG still, but you can still do really great animation and make it a little bit darker and a little bit more adult, right? Like a little bit more aimed towards. I love Super Mario Brothers. I thought it was great. I thought it was a lot of fun, but it's a kid's movie, right? Yeah. Like it's a kid's movie. Um, Zelda needs to be at least aimed for teens. And PG-13. PG-13 would be really cool. I don't think they do an animated PG-13. Um, they might, though. Illumination. I need to hear Link drop an F-bomb. No, you won't. No, but um, 
you get one you only get one yeah. um so but yeah they're talking about a legend of zelda movie i think it'd be really cool if they did it i just hope they don't like try to fill it with like super funny and like you That's know not like, like lots of jokes and stuff again, like that like doesn't talk uh, yeah he will for the movie yeah, of course he will yeah um neither is donkey kong in the games mm-hmm. but then got, again Seth he's a monkey yeah i know i know so yeah it is what it is um but um yeah you just have to do something different do something cool and i will be there 100% because i think i don't you know a lot of this uh, it sucks to say but a lot of these animation studios are starting to look a lot alike when they come to their animation um you know even pixar things like that are starting to all kind of look like illumination and all these other animation companies um Unless you're like across the Spider Verse and doing something incredible, and then that's completely different. But um, but listen, I'm I'm okay with the animation style. I'm okay with all of it as long as they just don't try to overdo the story. Don't try to do something that that doesn't make sense for Zelda. Uh, keep it keep it fun, right? Like yeah. obviously, you don't want to sit there and watch like a dreary, dread, you feel like two hour movie. Like it'd be a fun family movie. But so something like the Black Cauldron, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, the Black Cauldron. Like that kind of vibe would be perfect for Zelda. Like you have to have that kind of style. Obviously, we don't know what games they're gonna adapt, what they're going to do. If they're gonna do something like a Toon Link or something like that, then you can just goof off and have fun with it. Yeah. But like, I want it to be like Ocarina of Time or Majora's Mask Mask or Skyward Sword or even uh, Breath of the Wild or, um, you know. Any of those games, I think, would do really, really well. Um, but who knows? Um, if we were to do Skyward Sword, I'd say it would have to be more like a TV show, like The Last of Us. Like, not live action, but like animated, but more yeah. like The Last of Us. Yeah. The only, so kind of part of me, the only one, the only Disney, pro- or not Disney, sorry. The only Nintendo property I don't want them to do in animation is Metroid. Mm. I think Metroid could be a really cool live action movie. If they did it right and they do it, just give it to John Favreau. That's all I'm saying. What's that new show that's coming out with Anthony Mackie? That's exactly what I was going to talk about when I said Cars and Peacock. Ah. We were talking about Twisted Metal, the series, which is going to be on Peacock. It's a limited series on there. It's based on the video games of the same name, um, which are came out. PlayStation, PlayStation 2. Um, essentially, all they are just destruction derby games. Uh, well, except you have really cool weapons and really cool characters driving the cars, and you get like saws and like all kinds of stuff. You just basically the the goal is to just destroy every other car in the arena. That's why it's called Twisted Metal. It's kind of a competition, kind of like Mortal Kombat. It might be on the classics collection in the um, PS. It. Um, and of course, one of the most popular characters from that is Sweet Tooth. Who's the this? Clown? The clown. Yeah, he has like the clown mask on. Um, did you watch that clip hmm. with uh, a w- voice by Will Ardett, um, which I'm okay with. Like, it'll work. Uh, yeah, it stars Anthony Mackie, stars Neb Campbell. Um, yeah, she's in it. Uh, it's got some other pretty cool um, people in it. It's going to be premiering on Peacock soon. I'm, I'm iffy about it. Like, I'll check out the first episode. And if it's... I'm thinking about checking out Bel Air. Because yeah, the Fresh Prince. Just watch the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. No, but I want to see why people hate it so much. People, people seem to like it. I also want to see why people like it. Yeah, you, you go ahead. You have fun watching Bel Air. I will. I mean, you got to watch Record of Ragnarok at some point. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I do want to check that out. I'm really excited for that. But the fights are amazing, and the way that they loved us is also amazing. Yeah, no, it's true. Um. Let's talk about streaming a little bit. Let's talk about some things that are now streaming that I want to recommend that people go check out. Um, so the other night we watched Renfield. Renfield is now on Peacock, uh, starring Nicolas Cage, Nicholas Holt, Aquafina, and Ben Schwartz. Um, it's, I, I don't think I have to tell you guys what this is, but it's Nicolas Cage as like hamming it up as Dracula and just doing like he's perfect Dracula. Like he's amazing. Nicholas Holt plays his assistant slash servants uh renfield whose job is to get the bodies for dracula and bring them to him um 
And Renfield kind of realizes, based on modern day, Renfield realizes that he's in a toxic relationship with his boss, um, Nicholas Cage. You know, he Renfield, he's he's kind of been through a lot and he needs fresh, innocent blood to recover from what he's been through, to become whole again, to become strong. Um, but Renfield kind of has a change of heart after some events that happen. Uh, and then it kind of takes off from there. And it's a my biggest problems with it is that a it feels like two movies shoved into one it feels like the pacing's a little off it feels some of the editing was just odd like it felt like they were in the middle of a scene and then it would just stop and go to the next scene like i was waiting for more in that scene um because it didn't anything up no i know um but no other than that though i thought it was a good time like i had a lot of fun with it it was really it was a lot more brutal than i thought it was going to be i didn't think it was going to be that bloody in a good way though like i loved it i thought it was great yeah it was like mortal Kombat. like so many of so much blood so much blood but ben schwartz was a good villain i thought he played that kind of really um a-hole you know, a little cocky, just trying to prove himself to his family. Um, Never thought really Sonic could be that cocky. No, if you'll be watch some of his other stuff. You'll see. Um, Aquafina's fine. You know, if you like Aquafina, she's in it too. She's great. She's good. Uh, what she does. She's um, like Jenna Ortega for comedy. She is. She is. She's also in Shang Chi, and and she's been in some pretty pretty fun stuff. So. Um, yeah, check it out on Peacock. You know, if I was to give it a score out of five, what would you give it? Hmm. three and a half I, i'm i'm right there with you three and a half um there's some things that most of it works 95 percent of it works five percent of it yeah you know could could use a little work but um it's listen point five for the fatalities yeah yeah i'm not chris mckay i'm not directing movies so i can't really complain about the quality of these things um chris mckay for those of you who don't know he directed the lego movie he also was supposed to direct a live action nightwing movie which did not go through unfortunately Aww. um but uh that was canned uh so yeah uh check it out i think he did a pretty good job with this movie um I know this one actually came out a couple of weeks ago, but we just watched it last weekend, which was Shazam Fury of the Gods. I actually quite enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty good, uh, especially with DC's more recent slate. I thought it they did pretty well. The first Shazam I love. It's really super high on my um, DC movie list. I think it's got a lot of heart. It's really funny. It's Zachary Levi is perfect um, in the role as Shazam. And um, yeah, I thought this one was just more of the same. You know, it didn't really invent the reinvent the will or anything, but it kind of carried a lot of the stuff from the first one into it and had the same vibe, same style, same kind of humor. Uh, I thought it was good. It was fine. That um, funny, immature humor. Yeah, a funny, immature humor. Exactly. Um, so that was good. Um, also, uh, I just found out today that Flamin' Hot is now streaming. I thought that was a movie that was going to be released theatrically. Uh, I don't know how many of you guys know what this is, but this is the movie about the creation of flaming hot cheetos um the best chip around maybe the guy was a janitor and he was working at uh, uh fritos and he had this idea for chips that would kind of appeal to um not just himself but his family and uh, you know he's a uh, hispanic and you know these chips were generally for a while marketed towards hispanic people so that's why you find them a lot and you know mexican markets and stuff like that um yeah so i mean it's kind of his story and his family and stuff like that um i know yeah and this movie is directed by eva longoria who's an actress uh she's done gosh she's done i mean she's done a lot of stuff she did a lot of, desperate housewives was her was her big thing but she was in brooklyn 99 um for a little bit she's been in quite a few things she's a really really great actress um yeah, I'm just looking at her food, her, her food thing, at her thing here. She's on her IMDb stuff, and she's done some pretty, pretty good stuff. But yeah, this is her. She's directing this, so uh, I haven't watched it yet. But I just wanted to give that one a shout out because it actually looked really good. We saw the trailer a couple of weeks ago when it came out, and we were like, "That looks, looks hilarious. hilarious. Like, yeah, it looks funny. It looks like a, a lot of fun." And um, yeah, it's it's uh, now playing on. It's on Disney Plus right now. Um, so um it's a fox searchlight thing um yeah and 
One other thing I wanted to talk about real quick, which I'm not sure if I talked about it yet. We've only watched the first episode, but we need to continue watching. It was a small light um, that me and mommy started watching. And uh, I was right there with you. Yeah, you were watching it. was it. good. Very good. Very hard to watch, uh, especially with the subject matter and kind of knowing how the story ends. Um, you read the diary of Anne Frank? No. You were supposed to read the diary of Anne Frank when you were homeschooling. Um but uh, obviously that I'm book honest. doesn't really get into the aftermath of what happens after the attic. And that's not what the story is about either. But if you do know the story, it's it's um, it's very hard to to watch this kind of knowing the, the ultimate fate. But um, it's a good movie uh, or a good show. Sorry. It's a show. It's a, it's a National Geographic show, but it's on Disney Plus. It's a little bit more intense than your typical Disney Plus fair. It's not, you know. It's a little bit more adult. It is TV 14, I believe. So it's not too bad, but there are scenes of uh, violence and, and um, you know, some other adult type stuff. But um, nothing crazy. But, uh, yeah, it's a good show. Very good. Um, so definitely recommend checking that out as well. Um, and I think I think that's it. I think that's it. Um, Oh, the uh, new Lego set was announced today. Sanderson Sisters, this thing is happening. The Cottage, it was announced as a Lego idea um, a couple months ago. And they're already, they're already on top of it. The set is releasing July 1st. It's going to be $229, 2,000 and something pieces. If you want to hear more about that, check out uh, Brick Therapy, uh, where we break down all things Lego and stuff like that over at pastraminationcom Um yeah, I think that about wraps it up for us. Uh, Eli, I don't think you have anything to plug because no. you're like a baby and not yet, at least, you know, you don't have anything, no social media, which you do, but I'm not giving that out on this show. Um, you can find me on Kevin Hoskinson on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, Facebook LinkedIn. Um whatever else river house basically everything river house you need to spy on someone like go to that go there and well we don't encourage spying unless you really need to yeah that's true exactly exactly all right guys well thank you guys so much i hope you guys have a good week i hope whenever you're listening to this um hope you're having a good day yeah yeah whether you're i don't know when you're you're listening to this or driving working exercising um drawing singing getting ready to go to bed getting ready to go to bed getting up Lego, petting your dogs playing with your dogs cleaning your house doing anything really cleaning your toilets your backyard you're mowing your lawn i listen when i mow my lawn you listen to this podcast when you mow the lawn no god no i'm not gonna listen to my voice um all right, you guys. Well, thank you guys so much once again. And we will see you guys next week with a brand new episode. Don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you're listening to this. And as usual, stay nerdy, America. Bye-bye. <laughs>